Here's what I've learned in 28 years of working with young people. Youth need expectations, and they can certainly meet expectations. And dare I say it, even if they don't want to admit it, most young people like expectations. Last week, we talked about what expectations are, how they differ from rules, and why young people need expectations. We also discussed the importance of youth being involved in setting expectations for themselves and for their groups. This week, we're going to talk about what happens when the expectations of caring adults differ. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. If you missed last week's episode, you might want to go back and take a quick listen, as we are in part two of talking about expectations. Last week, I defined an expectation as the desire we have for how someone will act or how something will go. I also addressed how I believe expectations encourage active participation in taking responsibility. Today, we're going to talk about what happens when the expectations of caring adults differ for youth. The truth is that that happens and it will continue to happen. As a young person, that can be challenging, frustrating, and confusing to navigate. And as a caring adult, we can experience those same things. Think with me for a minute of times you've experienced adults having different expectations for youth. I've seen coaches have different expectations for different players. Yes, a goal on a team is to usually win, but expectations around how players interact, work ethic, and accountability can all look a little different. In schools, I've seen different expectations within different classrooms and different expectations for individual students. As a parent, I know that sometimes I have different expectations for my kids' behaviors, attitudes, and responsibilities than their peers. As a youth ministry volunteer, my expectations have differed a bit from co-leaders and even from the youth pastor at times. In sharing these examples, I'm not saying that someone was right or wrong. I'm not saying that one set of expectations was better than others. And I'm not even saying that every expectation I set is always right. Honestly, I'm just saying that there are plenty of examples we could pull from when we see adults set different expectations for young people. However, I do want to say very clearly that any expectation that puts a young person at risk and does not fully encourage them to develop is unhealthy. I'm going to tell you right up front that my bias is always going to be about coming from a positive youth development approach when we talk about working with young people. I talk a lot about basic youth development principles and developmental outcomes. In our show notes today, I'm linking a handout that addresses some of these. You can also go back and listen to Season 1, Episode 2 of the podcast for a foundation of youth development. As a caring adult, if our expectations are grounded in positive youth development, we're more likely to share the same foundation for engaging youth. Yes, there's still going to be differences, but our footing is more solid when we can find more similarities. 
you might be wondering what some examples of those expectations might be. First, how we see and value young people impacts our expectations we have for them. Do we see greater possibility and expect more accountability, more responsibility? Do we value their input? Do we genuinely want them involved in the different processes of goal setting and expectations? Do we see them through the eyes of Jesus? Do we see their possibility, their creativity, the amazing, unique gifts God has blessed them with? How we see and value young people matters. And trust me when I say that young people can get a sense or can tell how we feel about them without our even saying a word. Second, what we are helping them work towards, specifically honing developmental outcomes, gives us a solid foundation and even a bit of a roadmap for young people. If we're all focused on helping young people to develop a sense of belonging and membership, self-worth, employability, and even physical health, we're more likely to have similar expectations. This all just makes me realize how expectations vary based on where a young person is and who they're with. They differ, they change, and maybe just maybe they're overwhelming because of all the variances. So what do we do when we're just one caring adult in the life of a young person and our expectations differ from another caring adult? One of the things that we do is to seek to create consistency for youth. Knowing that youth are in varied environments, are in different environments with different expectations, that can help us to be intentional about how we engage young people. Now, let's look at five things related to expectations that we should work to keep in mind when we're connecting with young people. Number one, share your expectations with youth. Remind youth of your expectations when you're together. It's not just a one and done that you say them one time and young people are going to remember them. We need to be clear and consistent with our expectations because that helps a young person feel more confident and comfortable as they seek to meet those expectations. And honestly, sometimes I operate with grace when I see that a young person is overwhelmed or struggling with expectations and all the different expectations. Grace can open up conversations for us. But even in those moments, I'm really clear about what I expect the expectations to be going forward. Number two, ask and talk about expectations that other adults and other environments have for young people but don't talk down about those expectations. We need to let young people know that it's okay for there to be different expectations in different situations and from different adults. We want to encourage young people to talk to us about these things. We also need to be listening for what they like and don't like about these experiences because that can help us to guide how we connect with them. When we hear about expectations from another caring adult, we need to make sure that we're not making a judgment or putting that adult down. This creates an unnecessary hurdle for youth, or it can create a situation where adults end up pitted against one another. The truth of the matter is that young people may share things about another caring adult that they don't like, but we need to encourage them to be open-minded about that adult. We don't speak ill of them. One of my rules has always been that I don't listen to young people badmouth another adult even if I do not agree with that caring adult. I ask questions about why there's frustration, why expectations might be different, and how they can build a healthier relationship with that adult. Oftentimes, I'm met with a lack of desire to see the positive in that caring adult, but I always encourage a young person to be open-minded. 
And I always offer to be willing to go sit with that young person and that other caring adult and help talk about and help a young person feel confident to share their concerns. Now, if a caring adult is crossing boundaries or not treating young people in a way that values them, it can be incredibly difficult to not speak ill of that adult. In these situations, I work to make sure that a young person feels safe and has a plan to have their needs met. Then I will work to either approach that caring adult or engage other resources in addressing the situation. I will say that I've seen caring adults be very concerned about being liked by young people, being seen as cool, or being more popular with youth than other caring adults. To put it nicely, this is one of my pet peeves. This type of behavior, it doesn't help a young person. It doesn't create an environment that's safe or stable for youth. And in those situations, it's truly not about the needs of the young person. I want to encourage you not to be that kind of caring adult. Keep the focus on what's best for young people and know that not all young people are going to like you. And that's okay. Number three. Assess how your expectations are similar and different from expectations of other caring adults. As you find out from youth or from other caring adults themselves about expectations, it's always a good idea to go back and assess your own expectations. Find similarities. Note differences. You might be wondering why. Sometimes in doing this, we might find that our expectations need to shift, or we might find that we can learn from a fellow youth worker in how they approach these things with young people. If the bottom line goal is to help young people grow and develop and know that all young people are in this state of development, then our expectations need some fluidness. They need some flexibility as youth grow and change. As a parent, I can tell you that I set extremely high expectations for my own children. And I can tend to forget what it's like as a teenager and have had to step back and shift my expectations to be more developmentally appropriate and more realistic. And I've had to really look at how my own teens have been involved in setting these types of expectations. In other words, as my kids have grown and matured, I've had to give them more space to create expectations for themselves, and I've had to step back a bit. And I find that that just doesn't happen for me as a parent. In any environment I'm working with young people, I tend to set really high expectations because I want to see young people succeed so desperately, so strongly. But I have to remember that not every young person is at the same stage and age of development. So I have to be more flexible with what my expectations look like. Number four, if appropriate, connect with other caring adults in the young person's life and see how you can support each other's expectations. When we're working together across different areas in a young person's life, we're building a network that can have a greater impact. What does this look like practically? As a youth ministry volunteer, I connected with parents and got a sense of what they wanted for their teen in terms of growing faith and participation at church. From there, I could see how what we were doing in small group could complement the expectations that parents had for their faith development. Another example, a coach at school can be connected to teachers so that youth are getting the same messaging about participation, communication, and respecting each other. Honestly, sometimes young people don't like these connections between caring adults because it can mean an increase in accountability and it means that adults are talking to each other. But generally, when youth know that we're connected as caring adults, it allows them to feel stable and to trust that they don't have to choose one caring adult over another. 
It lets them know what to expect more clearly, and it opens up more resources for them. Now, you'll notice that I said, if appropriate. There are absolutely times we do not have access to other caring adults in a young person's life. For example, when I worked in corrections in Texas, I didn't have access to parents and families. The caring adults I was able to connect with were the social workers, mental health care workers, and probation officers of these young men. At the Job Corps Center, I also didn't have access to parents and families. The other caring adults in the lives of these young people were residential advisors and trade instructors. Our roles as a caring adult may limit who we can access in the lives of young people. Finally, number five, accept that your expectations are different. Sometimes, no matter what, your expectations for young people might be different from those of another caring adult. This means that you need to be clear with young people when they are with you, and you need to be clear if those expectations are not going to change. You can also communicate your expectations clearly with other adults so that they know where you're coming from. Now, I know that this can be disappointing when you experience a difference that feels like it impacts your work with youth. You may not understand or agree with the expectations from another adult, but that's not your place to change it. The differences in expectations is something that a young person is going to have to navigate throughout their life. In the end, it's an opportunity for them to develop critical thinking skills and problem-solving skills. They're going to face different expectations in personal lives and work-related and education. So honestly, in these teen years, we need to look at this as an opportunity to develop skills in this area. From a youth worker perspective, this can be incredibly hard. As a parent, teacher, coach, etc., it can feel like it makes your job more difficult, especially if your expectations hold a young person to a higher level of accountability. But in the end, you still have to do what makes sense for the young people in your life. And as always, it's an opportunity to engage young people in conversations about who they're trying to become and what can help them to achieve that. No matter how expectations differ, my hope is always that we are seeking to engage young people in establishing expectations for themselves. When something comes top-down or from adult to young person, there's not full buy-in. And we want young people to be bought into their own development. If they are, they're more likely to grow, more likely to build their confidence and transition throughout adolescence and into adulthood in healthier ways. This engagement of youth in their own development is foundational to positive youth development. That should be one expectation that all caring adults have for young people, that they're involved in their own development. And it can work in absolutely any environment. We have spent the last two podcast episodes talking about expectations. And I have a bit of a homework assignment for you. In fact, I think it's the first homework assignment this season. Spend time this next week looking at the expectations you have for young people in your life. Then ask how involved the youth were in setting those expectations. You might be led to action, and that's great. And if nothing else, it's allowed you to assess where you're at. And don't forget to join me next time when we continue to talk all things youth ministry and all things youth development. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.